No news is great news with the Indianapolis Colts. Again, for another offseason, we've seen other teams go through it. Arrests, mischief, nonsense, none of that with the Indianapolis Colts. That's part of the plan. That's why the behavioral signs of the Indianapolis Colts during the draft process is really, really important. There is going to be news out of the Indianapolis Colts, and it's going to come sooner rather than later, and that'll be an extension for Quentin Nelson. We'll talk about that in a moment. Camp about to open, 48 hours from rookies reporting. Then next week, everybody's in. What is it going to be like Wednesday? It's going to be fantastic. Finally, we're going to get to see what this team's going to be. We'll be there, of course. It's what we do. And we're going to be looking for a few things. We'll talk about those things in a few minutes. The Pacers, they're on the precipice of making a little bit of news. Buddy Heald may be on his way to L.A. to go play with the Lakers. And they signed their second-round pick, Andrew Nebhard, to a record-breaking contract for a second-rounder. James Harden? James Harden. People are saying he took a haircut. He didn't take a haircut. He got a raise. Are you out of your mind? Guys don't take haircuts. They get raises. This is a raise, not a haircut. And uh, Gavin Newsom, good Lord, is upset at UCLA for jumping to the Big Ten. Of course he is. All he knows is bankruptcy, for God's sake, being the governor of California. He doesn't understand that UCLA was underwater in their athletic budget, and they were either going to cut Olympic sports or they were going to move to the Big Ten. It's just that simple. This is Breakfast with Ed. Do you know what I use to record these podcasts? It's Anchor by Spotify. It's the easiest way to make a podcast with everything you need all in one place. Let me explain. Anchor has tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or a computer. It's all really, really easy. It's all really intuitive. When hosting on Anchor, you can distribute your podcast on listening platforms like Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and more. It's everything you need to make a podcast. For Thursday, July 21st, 2022, brought to you by the great people at Johnson's Plumbing. I'm telling you, you got a plumbing problem? Jared Johnson's got a plumbing solution that's going to work for you. Give him a call, 765-610-8809. Smash that subscribe button. Hit the like button. We're looking for 242 likes today. Can we do it? I think we can get there. Just hit that button if you're watching. And... If you want to donate, do that. And if you want to ask a question along with your donation, I'll answer it immediately. It's the least we can do. That's the level of customer service we provide on a daily basis. Let's talk about sports. What a day. Gorgeous out this morning. I know it's going to get hot, but stop complaining about the heat. For the love of God, it's just hot. It's summer. What the hell do you think is going to happen? All right. First piece of news coming out of the Colts after a relatively long and as always, quiet offseason is going to be Quentin Nelson and his extension. We know what happened last year with Darius Leonard. Darius came into camp, had the ankle, rode around in a cart, and, and then the extension signed, executed. That's likely to happen with Quentin Nelson minus the cart. He is going to sign an extension. He's going to become one of the highest paid guards in NFL history. Is that a good thing ultimately for the Indianapolis Colts, or is it not? That's a point to be debated. Look, if you got the best at something, and you already made the decision, right? Chris Ballard made this decision to extend Quentin Nelson 
way back in 2018 when they drafted him number six overall. If you're not going to extend a guard, if you feel like, as a matter of principle, you don't want to pay a guard at that 16 to $20 million a year level, you're not going to draft him with the six overall pick. So that decision was made. The value of the guard position, that decision was made four years ago. Chris Ballard, done deal. Check that box. He's going to extend Nelson. Now, is that going to ultimately help the Colts, or is that going to restrict the Colts as they move forward into kind of an era where they're going to have to spend on guys, and they're going to have to make some tough decisions on other guys? You can't spend on everybody. You've got a hard cap in the NFL, and there are ways to kind of soften the cap a little bit with different kind of contracts. But you know what? Money is money. And and if money is coming out of Jim Irsay's wallet at a level he gets uncomfortable with, that becomes the real hard cap for the Indianapolis Colts. Nelson is going to get paid. Somebody is not going to get paid as a result of Nelson getting paid. Is that going to be Jonathan Taylor? No. They're going to extend Jonathan Taylor next offseason. They're going to do the same with Michael Pittman Jr. What about Kenny Moore? Kenny Moore wants an extension, and he wants it now. Undrafted free agent. He was cut by the Patriots. The Colts said, come on, Kenny. Come play football over here. He did. He's played really well. He's gone to a Pro Bowl. He is the best slot corner in the NFL. But are you willing to pay him at the level that he wants to get paid at? Not this offseason. You can't do it. Chris Ballard does not do off-schedule extensions, ever. At least he hasn't, and he doesn't seem like a guy who is prone to just kind of making whimsical decisions based upon the behavior of one of his better players. He is not going to put at risk Jonathan Taylor and Michael Pittman as guys who he is going to extend on schedule because of an off-schedule extension to Kenny Moore. That's just not the way it works, not with the, not with the Colts, not with this front office. And, and Kenny Moore is going to have to deal with it. And, and if he sits out any part of camp, he's putting at risk a hell of a lot of money. I mean, missing training camp, you can get fined like 50 grand a day. That's serious money. That's not walking around money. It's not like the wad of cash you see NFL players at casinos throw on the craps table in exchange for chips. That's just not, that's not what's going to go on. Kenny Moore is a smart guy and a good football player and a really good citizen and a great guy in the locker room and all these things. He wants to get paid. He's going to have to wait a year to be able to get it. Just the way it is. Kenny Moore is going to report to camp. We'll, we'll see what kind of extension he gets at the end of this season. But again, the Colts are going to have to figure out who they want to pay and who they don't want to pay. you got to make decisions. We remember what those decisions cost back, what, 17 years ago, right? Edron James. The Colts did not extend Edron James. As a result, he goes off in 2006, uh, plays for the Cardinals, and I think, right, Cardinals and the Seahawks? Anyway, Joseph Adai drafted in the first round out of LSU, and the Colts, they go to a Super Bowl. Bill Pullian made the right decision. You can't pay everybody. That's the way it goes. The Braden Smith extension, the Darius Leonard extension, they came last year. Quentin Nelson is going to be this year, and the next offseason is going to be busy for Ballard again with more 
Taylor, Pittman, etc. But he's going to pay Quentin Nelson. Whether it's a mistake or not, we're going to find out. And we're also not going to find out about this team really until the preseason starts on August 13th in Buffalo. And it's going to be curious to see what we learn then. Now, the following week, there are a couple of joint practices against the Detroit Lions that are going to be illuminating that Thursday and Friday. And then they play uh, a preseason game on Saturday. Those three days. If you want to, like, circle a day on the preseason calendar, there's that Friday when the Colts and the Lions line up for a uh, for that joint practice. The second day of joint practices, they sometimes become contentious. And that means drama, fighting, fun for people who are watching. I recommend day two of the joint practice between the Colts and the Lions up at Grand Park. If you're going to go to one day of practice, that's the day to go to. Um, the difference in the defense, I think, is going to be really, really interesting and bear watching. There's not going to be much that you see in the preseason, right, at camp. You're not going to see whether Matt Ryan has developed chemistry with his receivers. You're just not. You're not going to see whether Jonathan Taylor is ready to roll. You're not going to see what the offensive line is going to do. You're just not going to see those things. You want to evaluate Alec Pierce. I get it. But until the fur flies for real, you're not going to have a chance to do it. Contact is what football is all about, and playing through contact is how you evaluate these guys and how you see these guys compete on Sunday. And until we see it, we're not going to understand who these guys are or how they're going to respond in that competitive fire. But how the coaches work with the position groups on the defensive side of the ball is going to be really, really interesting. Nate Ali, the new defensive line coach, Young guy out of Ball State, for goodness sake. We'll see how he works with Yannick Ngakwe, Hurricane Dio, uh, Quiddy Pay, DeForest Buckner, Grover Stewart, etc. That's going to be interesting. Richard Smith and Cato June, how are they working with the linebackers? How are responsibilities going to be different for the Colts linebackers? And then the DBs, I think, is going to be the most interesting. The DBs, hey, Tommy, how you doing? Uh, the DBs are going to be led by Ron Miles and Mike Mitchell. And Mike Mitchell, I have nothing but respect for. You look back at Quincy Wilson when he played here, right? Second-round pick out of Florida, young guy, really didn't know what he was doing in the NFL. Mike Mitchell was signed off the street as a safety, came into that locker room, put his armor on Quincy Wilson, and Quincy Wilson all of a sudden started to play the best football of his career. When Mike Mitchell went away, all that good football left. I think Mike Mitchell is going to be a force for enormous good. All right, Pacers, they're kicking the tires on a deal that might send Buddy Heald to the Lakers. I like Buddy Heald. Somebody's got to score the basketball for this team. You can't have a bunch of 20-year-olds running around the court at Gainbridge Fieldhouse and hope to be competitive. You've got to have a professional there showing these guys how to comport yourself on the road in the NBA. You've got to have leadership, right? That leader might be Buddy Heald. Buddy Heald, in 26 games after being dealt from the Kings to the Pacers, did his job. He played hard every single night. He shot the ball relatively well, averaged about 18 points a game. Over the next two years, he's going to be paid roughly $20 million per year. I hope it's for the Pacers. I hope the Pacers don't step on that landmine of dealing Russell Westbrook. I know Russell Westbrook is never going to play a single minute for the Indiana Pacers. A trade 
would facilitate a buyout, and then it's adios to Russell Westbrook, and hello to a whole lot of cap space. I get it. Strategically, it kind of makes sense. But you've got to have somebody to lead these young guys toward professionalism in the NBA. And if not Buddy Heald, who? Miles Turner? You want to teach him how to sit on the sidelines and be supportive of teammates? That's what Miles Turner does. Buddy Heald plays hard, shoots well. He's a three. They need a three. I like Buddy Heald. We're going to see if they keep him or whether they deal him. I hope they keep him. Andrew Nebhard, the uh, uh, point guard out of Gonzaga that the, the Pacers drafted with the first pick of the second round, signed a record deal for a second rounder. It's a four-year, $8.6 million deal with $6.4 million guaranteed. We like him. He's going to be a functional guy at the backup point guard position and, and a guy who loves basketball, plays winning basketball. We like Andrew Nebhard. Uh, California Governor Gavin Newsom, he wants an explanation as to why UCLA is leaving the Pac-12 and coming to the Big Ten. Here's your explanation, Governor Newsom. UCLA was underwater to the tune of $100 million in their athletic department. They had decisions that needed to be made. The Big Ten throws them a life preserver, financial life preserver, they get to climb out of that debt because instead of getting just under 19 or eight, 20 million, just under 20 million a year in media rights as their dispersal from the Pac-12, they're going to get a ton of money. They're going to get better than $100 million a year based upon the new media deals that are being negotiated currently by Kevin Warren and his staff at the Big Ten. That is huge and wonderful and only a governor as ridiculous as Gavin Newsom would not understand that, that it was either the, and he said, uh, the first responsibility of a university is toward its students. Well, would you rather, would you rather the AD for UCLA cut Olympic sports, non-revenue sports, or do a deal with the Big Ten? Easy call. Goodness sake, Gavin Newsom, how how dull must you be between the ears to not understand? You don't have to have great understanding of college athletics to know exactly why UCLA made, made this move. And James Harden, he's being praised for taking a haircut to stay with the Philadelphia 76ers. Tore up the one-year deal for $47.4 million, signed a two-year deal for 68.6. My math, let me check. 68.6 is $21.2 million more than 47.4. This is not a haircut. This is a raise for James Harden, a $21.2 million raise. Who is going to sign him as a free agent after this coming season at anywhere near that level? James Harden did not play great basketball last year. Can he play it again? Nobody knows, but he's going to get $21.2 million for the Philadelphia 76ers to find out. Let's celebrate some birthdays on this beautiful Thursday. Rob Zombie tonight and Mudvayne at Ruoff the night after uh, Brian Wilson in Chicago. Wow. You're going to get dizzy going to those two shows for the stalwarts of you who are going to those two shows like this guy. All right, uh, Brent McNeese. Happy birthday to Brent, the great Tamika Catchings. 
happy birthday to Tamika getting a good night's sleep finally not being the general manager of the worst team in the WNBA. John Roebling, Brian Snow, the great Derek Gould celebrating a birthday. Tammy uh, Stroud Cochran, Johnny Oser celebrating a birthday. Of course, he does a great job, I believe, still covers the Jacksonville Jaguars, who are going to be better this year. David Lesavoy, Kyle Walker, Philip Houck, Lola Katz, Rhonda Adams-Wood, and Jordan Myers. Happy birthday. If today's your birthday, you celebrate like hell. If it's not your birthday, you celebrate somebody else that is best done with an honest and specific compliment. This afternoon, Inside Indiana Sports Now. Are you kidding me? Talking about the Colts, Pacers, Hoosiers, Bulldogs, Boilers.